Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello there, my very good friends. On today's wrestling news, Vince McMahon appears to have a major regret regarding AEW. WWE have changed their opinion on AEW after last week's monster number for Dynamite. Got a potential real reason for Samoa Joe's WWE release. And some of the WWE releases from last week were not happy with their booking. Surprise, surprise. I'm Adam Wilborn. And I'm Andy Murray. And this is the news. Okay, so we're going to kick things off by talking about this thing that Vince McMahon supposedly regrets uh, relating to AEW, and it shouldn't take a power wizard with a mega brain to figure this out. It's letting Chris Jericho appear on Steve Austin's Broken Skull Sessions, isn't it? Um, So this is more an editorial than anything else. It's uh, a bit of pontificating, a bit of speculating on behalf of Dave Meltzer on Wrestling Observer Radio, talking about the the healthy TV number that AEW did last week. When asked by co-host Garrett Gonzalez what, what he maybe thought of Vince's decision to let Chris Jericho appear on WWE Network slash Peacock alongside Steve Austin, uh, Meltzer said that Vince probably thinks... It is the dumbest idea he's had (laughs) in years. Um, He goes on a little bit describing the situation about how Vince could have put this episode out whenever the hell he wanted, but he chose to put it out immediately after WrestleMania 37, night two, so that as many people would see it as possible. It was actually uploaded to the network earlier in the day. So if you wanted to catch it then, you could have done. But that's when it was like scheduled and billed and aired as part of the the program of programming um, yeah. but he goes on a little bit and, and and mentions that the interview was like entirely positive towards AEW uh, Steve Austin who's one of the most revered and respected people in WWE history talking about it positively uh, reflecting on Jericho's experiences there and when a guy like Steve Austin speaks about it a WWE audience member who respects Steve Austin has maybe, has maybe not watched AEW before is going to look at it and go oh Oh, right, Steve Austin says it's cool. I might check it out then. It might actually be cool. Um, it was effectively a two-hour commercial, right, for AEW. It was, hey, this I'm here. It's cool. I like it. It's fun. I enjoy it. Uh, he goes on a little bit as well, saying that the number... Well, you know, we can't say that this appearance is 100% responsible for that number that AEW did last week unopposed. Uh, it certainly can't have hurt, and it likely contributed to it positively. But... Uh, continuing this editorial, just wrapping the whole thing up, uh, Meltzer thinks that, you know, 
and I kind of agree with him here, that Vince McMahon's probably sitting there going, what the hell was I thinking letting that guy on my own platform to hype a rival product? Uh, it kind of ties into a report this does that you're about to go into, Adam, so I won't spend too much detail on it, but there was this idea before we got into this that Vince was sitting there thinking, oh, they're not a threat, I can let them on, and I 100% believe that. Uh, and I don't think at this current stage that AEW is a threat. However, at the same time, why would you let someone on your platform to, to push what they're selling when what they're selling is in direct competition? It was a, a spectacular own goal from Vince McMahon, in, in my opinion, and uh, something we will never see happen again, I don't think. No, I mean, is this... And it's not going to be the, the, the seismic swing that we saw in the Monday Night Wars, but is this WWE's no. version of, huh, mankind's winning the title? I guess that'll put bums on seats. Because it was just... <laughs> Like you say, everything converged and you thought, what are you doing? The first week that AEW properly is unopposed by NXT, the immediate aftermath of your biggest show of the year and arguably having AEW's biggest star, I know he's not world champion, but you know what I mean, most recognisable mainstream yeah. star going on, like you say, Stone Cold Steve Austin's podcast to go, hey, there's this other wrestling company. Considering as well, Andy, how they just went, what's TNA? We've never heard of TNA. TNA's never existed. For all <laughs> those years, the fact that they just seem to seem to think, well, AEW's the minor leagues. And yeah, like, they, they didn't come close to touching Raw or SmackDown no. in terms of the ratings. But it's a vast difference to what AEW was doing. And it's going to be intriguing over the next... We already said when AEW went unopposed, it'd be fascinating to see what happens over the next, let's just say, three-month period. But it does kind of feel like they've given AEW a bit of a push start in this race. And I'm not suggesting that AEW will catch them in this race. Maybe ever. Who knows? But who knows? Yeah. it's mad that this has happened. And, and like you said, this relates to uh, another report, according to Dave Meltzer on uh, Wrestling Observer Radio, uh, about WWE now completely changing their uh, attitude and opinion on AEW as a result of that 1.2 million viewership last week. Um, obviously doesn't help either that they did all these WWE releases that brought more negative press to the company. It was a find a way to shoot themselves in the foot after like a WrestleMania, don't they? <laughs> and then AEW off the back of that does this monster number and gets all this goodwill from potentially, well, potential goodwill, I should say, from potentially picking up all WWE's cast-offs who don't deserve to be gotten rid of. The Iconics and Samoa Joe, just to use a couple of examples there. Um, but in terms of viewership, madness last week. We still haven't really gone into it in great detail. Myself and Michael Sidgwick will be sitting down to talk about it on a podcast later on today, in fact. 77% uh, increase for AEW. Just to let you know, previous unopposed weeks have seen AEW score an average viewership viewership, sorry, of 972,000. It's a huge leap, this Andy. And yeah, the fact that WWE basically aired an advert for AEW as a company with Chris Jericho at the helm is mad last week. Yeah, the change in attitude seems to be very, very real. There's a quote there um, talking about how you know, the, the the mood within WWE, this is again from Dave Meltzer, um, was a little bit different once this number came out and, you know, maybe people stood up and, and took notice a little bit. Uh, nobody saw this number coming. 1.2 million, uh, 0.44, I believe it was, in the 18 to 49 demographic. So they did their highest demo number in months, their highest viewership since October 2019. Um, they did absurdly well. Now, the show was admittedly bolstered by a couple of things, two title matches, 
obviously. Uh, you can say Mike Tyson, but Mike Tyson was on the previous week, yeah. and the previous week did a quite bad number uh, in the grander scheme of things. So there's a lot contributing towards it. It's one week at this stage, um, but it was a high week. I would expect it to fall off a little bit this week yeah. because, you know, things start high and then pat Peter off and then we get a feel for the overall trend, what it's going to be. But it was a good start. We'll see what happens this week. It's another good card. Uh, let's just see what happens, man. It, it's an exciting time to be a fan of the wider wrestling world, I think. And uh, Stronger competition. We've said this so many times before, but it's healthy for every single person in the business. And uh, hope it continues, honestly. Yeah. Not quite the pissant company that Triple H claimed, eh? Yeah, and you know, that, that marathon, not a sprint comment has really uh, slapped him in the face as well. Maybe <laughs> Triple H shouldn't make these make these rah-rah comments. Maybe just mm, zip it. Um, <laughs> right, over to Samojo. He's gone from WWE. Uh, one of the 10 releases, the biggest name on that list of releases mm. last week. Uh, we got a report on the situation from Dave Meltzer. Again, it's Dave video today. Uh, yeah. But look, he's the most prominent wrestling journalist around, so... Zip it. Uh, <laughs> talking about the situation and uh, his physical situation in particular, uh, he likens the, the release to kind of like Christian Cage, who maybe WWE thought wasn't going to be able to do as much as, as you know they would demand on television. Uh, saying of Samoa Joe, here's a direct quote, it becomes an interesting strategy because Joe in particular, if he's in good shape, but yeah, he's a star to the AEW fan base and can talk and could be a valuable acquisition. But WWE perhaps believes with his age and injuries that he wouldn't be, uh, similar to them not competing to keep Jay Riso, who is Christian Cage. Uh, of course, Joe is 42 years old. He's been wrestling since 1999. He hasn't wrestled since February 2020. Concussion, uh, he was suspended 30 days for violating the wellness policy. Before that, he had an injury that kept him out. In late 2019, he was put onto the commentary booth. Um, so there are injury concerns with Samoa Joe, and he's had other injuries in WWE. He's clearly not the athlete he used to be, uh, and he's picked up a little few problems here and there that have kept him sidelined for various periods. So uh, that would be the big concern regarding him. At the same time for me, man, Samoa Joe, it's like even if he can only wrestle like three or four times a year, right? He's such a good talker, like one yeah. of the best talkers in the business. He's vastly experienced. He's a good commentator. Um, he'd probably be a great trainer as well. The guy just seems like such a huge asset to have around in any role. Mm. So for me, I, I still can't wrap my head around this one at all. Uh, but if WWE you're looking at the guy and going, hey, you're too beaten up, that would make sense. Yeah, exactly. I still think he can have a role to play where even if he never wrestles again, like you say, for a... Uh, for a company like AEW, I, I, like he could have been, and this is to boil it down to the most basic thing, and, and I do apologise for this, but he could have effectively been WWE's Taz in AEW. Like yeah. he controls a stable, he shouts on commentary, but he can get slightly more physical maybe than Taz can get. Uh, it, it just is mind blowing that they've let someone like Samoa Joe go, um, and the fact that he was trying to get cleared uh, in the midst of uh, of all of this. So. Uh, best of luck to him. I hope he does uh, a pop up in in AEW or New Japan or whoever, wherever it may be, uh, because he's such a talent, like you say. Uh, and even if his in ring days are limited, if not gone, then 
I still wouldn't mind having him in my ears every single week. So, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, let's hope. Let's hope. Uh, and speaking of those releases, to complete the uh, Dave Meltzer quadruple, uh, <laughs> Meltzer talks about the fact that quite a few of them were complaining about their booking leading up to them being released. Uh, he said that one had, quote, pouted after not being brought <laughs> to WrestleMania. Uh, another had expressed uh, discontent at their booking. Uh, and basically, he said that people weren't happy about their booking and effectively... Maybe that's hastened their departure, or maybe that was a decision that was going to yeah. come anyway. And they just thought, well, if they really are unhappy with the company, we'll get rid of them. He said, basically, people complaining about their booking wouldn't have helped if they were a, quote, marginal talent. It would have probably been seen the door even quicker. But, yeah, understandable that a lot of people, particularly people on the fringes of WWE, aren't happy with their booking, Andy. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. Uh, they have such a massive, massive talent pool, the most talented wrestling roster ever assembled, uh, in sheer volume, if nothing else. Um, but frequently, they aren't able to get a big percentage of, of that pool's booking correct. So, yeah, there are valid concerns. They're age-old concerns that have been going around for, for a long, long time. Caveat, of course, uh, there's only so many spaces at the top table, but you could argue that WWE hasn't cleared enough spaces at that top table yeah. and that more people should be doing more cool things on television. I find that quite hard to argue. So there yeah, we go. Yeah, exactly. Just because you're, I mean, you're saying that they're not, they're not the top of booking, therefore they're being booked badly. A lot of people at the top of booking are being booked pretty badly as yeah, well. True. And you know what the solution isn't to this WWE? More writers! Get rid of so many of your writers because <laughs> it's just too many cooks spoiling the broth with the roar in the middle it's better in down uh, right okay let's move on to your twitter questions at what culture wwe of course you want to get in touch with mark smith says uh so wwe's insulted fans intelligence by having it having to make it wrestlemania backlash what is the worst way they've insulted your intelligence andy murray oh it's kind of hard to boil it down to one instance yeah. like one single instance so i'll i'll i'll, I'll just say wwe speak is the most obnoxious thing in the world and it's like local medical facility and superstar and championship opportunity and general manager and everyone having 500 nicknames just speak like normal human beings you don't need to speak in your own weird code language because we're too thick to understand yeah. uh come on just be normal be normal guys gee whiz it's not hard i saw a great response today on our twitter uh to the story about pat McAfee not being controlled by wwe production etc etc and someone just said cool do wrestlers next. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I completely agree with you there, Andy. And I did, for some reason, the first thing that popped in my head when I saw uh, that tweet from Mark was uh, was just, once in a lifetime, you cheeky bastards. And the yeah. fact that they've constantly gone, oh, what a classic that was. No, we all knew it was a three three WrestleMania deal. Host, Rock Cena 1, Rock Cena 2. You yeah. Bastards. Right, second question today comes from Hugo, regular contributor to the podcast. Big fan. Thank you, Hugo. What cool wrestling, wherever you get your podcast from. Hugo says, how bad of an idea would it be if they did King of the Ring and Queen of the Ring tournaments this year? It would give some kind of excitement to the product while there's no fans yep. allowed. Yep, absolutely. Do them both. Tournaments rule. King of the Ring rules. Uh, we've been talking about doing Queen of the Ring for ages. It's overdue. In my opinion, they've certainly got enough people to do it when you consider Raw, SmackDown and NXT. NXT in particular has about 700 million uh, women's wrestlers on the roster these days. So yeah, let's do them both. Why not? Why not? Uh, I think I love King of the Ring. It has a sentimental place in my heart. Run them at the same time. Run them separately. Do whatever you want. Just bring them back. It would be fun. And fun is good. Yeah. 
Look what he did to Chad Gable. Oh, admittedly, he became Shorty G off the back of it, didn't he? But, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in the midst of all that. And Bar people were like, hey, Baron Corbin's all right, you know? Like, he had some good hard-hitting matches. He did, yeah. You don't have to do the whole King gimmick of like, oh, I've just discovered I'm royalty. Just have them be like, oh, look, I'm into wrestling. And, and maybe give them a, a reward, like a title yeah. shot or something. And then you could give... You know, it, it's just tournaments are so good. You've got all these storylines that can spin off it. You could have like Ricochet come through and, and, do, be, and do the impossible and win the whole King of the Ring. You could have, you know, people like Naomi who deserve more exposure win quit. Like, it's so possible. I really hope they do it. But they won't because they won't let us have anything nice in this life. Mark Sully gives us our final <laughs> question of the day saying, legend. Morning, legend. Morning, Mark. Um, thoughts on having Christian and Chris Jericho eventually renewing their old or and short tag team or feud could even have Trish join in because why not <laughs> I personally for me I would rather see the older names working with younger names so I would rather see AEW use Christian and Chris Jericho uh, to work with Ricky Starks or, or Darby Allen or whoever else you want to name that doesn't have that level of star power that's me that's my preference I think that we should be using veterans to lift other people yeah. up um, rather than just kind of you know reprising old stuff that they've already done which could be fun could be fun uh, and hey maybe that's what the majority wants to see but me personally let's bring some of these youngins up man let's do that i gotta agree with you like i i enjoyed the stuff from back in the day mark but i gotta i gotta side with uh, with andy on this one and, and say that i think they should be working with new up-and-coming talent because they can elevate them and they can learn so much whether yeah. it's one match or an entire series of matches you get to work with someone like christian or chris jericho it must like improve your career leaps and bounds by doing that. So maybe, 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 maybe have them as a tag team and have you know someone like Jurassic Express or someone work with them. Who knows? But I, I don't know. I, I think I think working with newer talent would probably be best. Right. Let's move on to today's and finally. Uh, and speaking of newer up and coming talent, Austin Gunn. Uh, I just want to give. It, oh, also <laughs> want a very quick mention to Solid. thank you to everyone who's been tweeting Billy Bloody Kane, Payne Bloody Royce, although that's their old names now. Um, regarding uh, potentially doing an interview and thank you so much for that uh, we will be chasing that up and, and, and I'll be keeping you posted on any developments with that but anyway as I said <laughs> final uh, today's and finally comes regarding Austin Gunn who uh, over the weekend tweeted I will go down in history as the best pandemic crowd member ever hashtag one year anniversary I think you've got to give an honourable mention to Byron Saxton on Stone Cold Steve Austin Day last year and of course the big fan from WWE, but for me, Andy, Austin's number one with a bullet. He he could fill an entire arena on his own, and he often has during this during this period. So yes, very thankful for Austin Gunn's ringside presence, and indeed the presence of the entire Gunn clan. There's three of yeah. them now: Billy Austin and Colton. How many more will we have by year's end? Answers on the postcard to the usual address. <laughs> Yes, uh, as much as I have enjoyed seeing Austin Gunn there and he's been fantastic, by God, I want crowds back. But yeah. only when it's ready. <laughs> Stay safe, everyone. Wear a mask, do all that bollocks. Uh, but yes, thank you to Austin Gunn for making all the noise. Making all the noise. There we go. That's my song. Good. Thank you for that. Uh, right, let us know your thoughts on that and all today's news stories in the comment section down below. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe. And subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. For daily wrestling podcasts, me and uh, Cedric sit down to talk about the situation AEW find themselves in now. And me and Hamlet sit down to talk about WWE Raw tonight. Good luck, everyone. God. Uh, right, let us know your thoughts and Twitter questions <laughs> on Twitter at What Culture WWE. Watch there, follow both of us. You can follow Andy Murray at... At Andy H. Murray, the H stands for Heffalump. Ooh, follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. For now, my thanks to Andy Murray. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you.
See you soon. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.